Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Joshua 6.20 and then Psalm 47. Joshua 6.20, so the Lord, so, so the people, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. Austin, I can't read the word trumpet without thinking of you. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. Everybody say, a great shout. I, I, I mean, a shout to me is kind of out of your box anyway. A great shout, that's something else. That The wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took what God had promised them. Psalm 47, 1 through 9. This psalm is widely quoted in Jewish communities on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And so we're going to use this psalm on our first Sunday of the New Year, the first Sunday of the New Decade. Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. I would say that voice of triumph is a great shout. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. This is such a parallel to what we read in Joshua. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us. The excellence of Jacob whom he loves. Selah. Pause and consider this. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. And today I'd like to preach a message simply entitled, Shout Out the Old, Shout in the New. Say that with me. Shout out the old, shout in the new. Let's say a prayer. Father, I pray that you would anoint me to speak, anoint us to hear, God. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, God. I pray that, God, that you would just just permeate this place and, Lord, drive this word deep into our understanding. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <coughs> On New Year's Eve, we invited the young adults of Life Point over to our house, and a bunch of them came, and we had a party. We ate tons of food. We played music. We played games. We had a serious cornhole tournament. I must say that, that me and Tanner won that thing hands down, squished, squashed, annihilated the competition. And it's not about winning, but, you know, sometimes it really is. We tore them up. And, and then we popped a rather lame assortment of fireworks, i got to admit. I was a little disappointed in our ground sparklers, especially when at the end of my block, there's a block party going on, and they, they went and spent like $17,000 on fireworks and we had, I don't know what we had, but they were kind of what we would call ground-based sparklers. So they were like, and ours all like, 
that rooster tail. Isn't that awesome? Oh, it's funny. But we did have one big firework. It was this big old cannon. And do you know when we fired it? We fired it right about midnight. We did this countdown, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then, boom, the thing went off, and we pulled out those noisemakers, and we're like, we're celebrating them. You know, we're kissing our our spouses and our, uh, well, there was a bunch of young adults. There weren't too many spouses there, but, uh, you know, we, we just celebrated. We Here's what we were doing. We were saying hello to a new year, and we were saying goodbye to an old one. T.F. Tenney used to say, I don't stay up on New Year's Eve to see the new year come in. I stay up to make sure the old year goes out. And on Wednesday night, we were not only saying, or Tuesday night, we were not only saying goodbye to an old year, we were saying goodbye to an old decade. And not only were we welcoming a new year, we were welcoming a new decade, the 20s. And we were shouting out the old and shouting in the new. Now, in our Joshua reading, God had instructed the children of Israel to march around the walls of Jericho for seven days. Once a day for six days and seven times on the seventh day. You may have heard this story before. Think with me about Joshua and those priests in the very front of this procession. There's a million or so guys behind them. They're walking around these walls. They had to have a starting place, right? A starting line in order to have a finish line so they could know when they had gone around one time. So they they marked a spot. Maybe it was some kind of landmark like a tower on the wall or a tree, a a discolored stone. And, And it would let them know when they had completed one revolution around this city. So imagine as they approached the finish line on the seventh day, on the seventh time, and they began to count down those final fateful steps of their assignment. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. You know when the shuttle's about to take off, and and it's not quite one yet, but the engines fire up. We have ignition. That's what's happening here. Five, four, three. Trumpets going up to the mouth. Two, one. And when they planted their foot on that last step, Somebody started blowing on that horn, and somebody started to shout, and and it rippled down through all the ranks, and before long, there was this great shout of a million or so people. Just a great shout. I wish I could shout like they shouted. I don't know how they shouted, but the Bible calls it a great shout. It had to be thrilling because they had waited for 40 years to arrive at this particular moment in time. Think about it. This group of people had experienced 40 years of failure. Their people had. 40 years of losing. 40 years of defeat. 40 years of wandering in the wilderness outside of their promised land. Their predecessors had fostered this culture where unbelief was a part of life. It was in their mouths through their constant murmuring and complaining against what God said. And the results had been catastrophic year after year. Thousands upon thousands of funerals and failures and promises not attained. So for one week, they marched around Jericho and Joshua commanded them to keep their mouths shut while they marched. 
and, 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 and the idea is this, don't do what others ahead of you did, what they did. They talked themselves out of the promises, so you keep your mouth shut. And so to ensure that they did not fail again, on those seven days, Joshua said, keep your yapper shut. So they consciously and actively were quiet. Couldn't say anything. But I got to use my imagination a little bit. You know their minds weren't shut off. They had to be thinking. What would they be thinking? Aren't you really evil? You're evil and I should have known. Man, my people, my people talk themselves out of their promises all the time. I got to shut up. Got to shut up. We failed at Merah. We failed at Mount Sinai. We failed at Kadesh Barnea. But I don't think they were just contemplating their past failures. But I think they were anticipating their imminent success. Everything is about to change. It's okay, Donovan. Our days of failure are over. And our days of success are here. And in one moment, they put 40 years of failure behind them, and they entered into a new season of unparalleled success, unprecedented success and favor. And that transition from failure to success was marked with a shout. They were shouting out the old, and they were shouting in the new. And I've come to encourage somebody today. It's time to say goodbye to the old and hello to the new. And listen, it's not just a year. It's a decade. The failures of the past 10 years, listen, they're behind you. The failures of the past decade, they're behind you. Those defeats are behind you. 10 years of tears, it's behind you. 10 years of unfulfilled promises, that's all behind you. That's reason enough to shout, but that's not the only reason. It's a new year, a new decade. Let me be the first to welcome you to 10 years of victory and 10 years of unparalleled success and favor. A decade of destiny. You talk about the roaring 20s. God's going to show out in these next 10 years. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Come on, give him some praise right now. It's time to shout out the old and shout in the new. Somebody shout unto God. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm going to challenge you today, church. I'm going to challenge you today. The psalmist made it clear. The voice of triumph is a shout. It's not a whisper. It's not your inside voice. Sometimes in my family, we get wound up, right? We're like, ah, talking real loud. Use your inside voice. The voice of triumph is a shout. It's not an inside voice. Sometimes you have to lift up your voice. And that doesn't just happen. You're not going to accidentally lift up your voice with a shout of triumph. You've got to make it happen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It's an audacious thing. It's a bodacious thing. It's loud and bold. The psalmist said, shout to God with the voice of triumph. 
He went on to say, the Lord went up with a shout. In another place, the psalmist says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God arises with a shout. Do you see that? Here's the point. Victory is always connected to a shout. They're virtually, vir- virtually simultaneous. The catalyst that propelled the children of Israel to their first victory in the promised land was a shout. That shout was the key that granted them access into the rest of the promises. Are you with me? Listen now, their obedience was good. It was vital. Them crossing Jordan, them being on the outskirts of Jericho was good. But after they were in the right place at the right time, victory required a shout. They had to get outside of themselves. They had to look like fools. Shouting for walls that are still standing. Shouting, believing God. Shouting that God had placed them at the right place and they had done the right things. Shouting to God before anything took place. I'm talking to somebody today. You're in the right place. You're at the right time. You followed your Joshua like the children of Israel did. You're Yeshua. You're Jesus. You followed him to this place. And now victory requires from you a shout. It's time to shout out the old and shout in the new. Some, somehow faith needs to rise up in this place. And there needs to be a faith-filled shout unto God. Goodbye failure, goodbye defeat, goodbye unfulfilled promises, hello unprecedented success, and fulfilled promises from God. It is time to shout. This is is a a season of shouting. We're going to do some shouting. Now, now when I was a kid, I I got a commercial that I want to show to to you old geezers. I mean, uh, to to those of us who are of a certain age. Uh, if you could uh, cut the lights and play that video for me. Turn it up there. Anybody remember that commercial? That's from 74, 5, 8, something like that. Uh, you, know, you know who did that commercial? Let me show you who did that guy, that commercial. This guy named John Fiedler right here, who you may really recognize his voice from this next character. Yeah, right? Piglet did that commercial. But, but, there's, but there's this stuff called shout, you know, and, and when you get... Uh, some dirty clothes, you know, when you slide into home plate, you know, Nate, and, and you, you get more dirt in your clothes than was around home plate, yeah, then uh, Heather has to come in and, and, and shout it out, right? You got to get, that's how you get the stain out. You shout it out. We got some stains on some of this carpet. Maybe I ought to try that right there. We, we, we shout it out. You, you shout it out. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Alexander came home from college, and he had washed his own clothes, but you know, he had washed his own clothes. So mama got a hold of his clothes. And you know what she did? She started shouting stuff out of those clothes, right? Come on now. Some of you have stains from your past, a decade of dirt and hurt, and the only way that you're going to get it out, you hear this preacher today, is you're going to have to shout it out. you have to shout out the old and shout in the new. God wants to do something new in your life, but to get what's coming, you've got to do something maybe that you've never done before. I'm going to challenge you today. Religion wants us to sit back and kick back and just be prim and proper and never get out of order. Our excuse for our 
prideful non-responsiveness in the presence of God is I don't want to get out of order. I don't, I don't want to make a mistake and get out of order. Listen, I grew up in a church where shouting was a thing. It was a thing, shouting. Now, technically, shouting is yelling with your voice, raising your voice. But in my tribe, and I'm inclined to agree, to shout was more akin to what the Hebrews call to Hallel, where you kind of go crazy. It's, it's a physical act. And sometimes you've got to shout out the past. It, it ain't going to go any other way. You hear me. If addiction's got a hold of you, if alcohol's got a hold of you, you can't lay it down. You've got to have that drink to get up. You've got to have that drink to go down. If some kind of prescription drug has gotten a hold of you, if that fear and depression and anxiety has gotten a hold of you, you can't face it down without doing something like a shout. You've got to shout it out. You've got to get outside yourself. You can't play church. You've got to shout that out. Like, you've got to shout it out. It's time to shout out that old and shout in the new. you got to shout it out. It requires something. There is a transaction that takes place spiritually when in the natural you begin to shout, I bless you, Lord. I give you praise. You're bringing me out and you're bringing me in. And I want to be thankful and bless your name. I'm not prim and proper about it. I'm not trying to be cute about it. I'm here to bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all that he's done for me, all that he's Bring it me in two. Come on, shout it out right now. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Come on, church. There's victory in this house. There's victory in this place. It's not just church as usual. It's not religion. It's a shout of the Lord. Clap your hands, all your people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. The Lord went up with a shout. Woo! I'll never be the same, Jesus. This is a decade of destiny. Hallelujah. I'm feeling that a little bit. Hallelujah. Just got to shout it out. Sometimes a couple old boys from Bath, England, Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith wrote these lyrics in 1985. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Shout. Shout. Let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on. Sometimes you got to shout some things out, right? Bye-bye fear and depression. Bye-bye all that anxiety. Bye, I'm not bound to you anymore. This is a different me. This is a different year. This is a different decade. I'm headed somewhere. This is my first claim to a victory in the promised land. God's got promises laid up for you, y'all. you got to get a hold of them. They don't get a hold of you until you get a hold of Jesus. you got to shout. you got to shout. It's a shout. Hallelujah. I'm shouting out addiction. I'm shouting out depression. 
I'm shouting out habitual sin and lack and sickness and failure. And I'm shouting in some new things, favor, healing, victory abundance, health and healing, my family at the feet of Jesus, a different me. I ain't addicted to that junk. I'm not drinking to get up and drinking to go down. I'm not popping those pills all the time. You hear me, Miracle Sunday, January 26th, healing, deliverance, provision. God's going to do some awesome things in this house. I believe in that stuff, y'all. And I'm not trying to hype you. Get criticized in Pentecostal circles, you know, spirit-filled circles, trying to hype people, cheerleaders and all this kind of junk. Are you kidding me? Do you ever read the book of Psalms? And the, and the church sang those Psalms. The Bible says it, 1 Corinthians. They sang those Psalms. If they sang them, do you think they did them? Of course they did. Shout unto God, clap your hands, all you people, play these instruments. Shout. I'm not trying to hype you. I'm just... As I was preparing this message, my mind went back to some of my earliest days of, of shouting before the Lord. Because I get it. Like, I've not always been as exuberant in, in what I do in church. And I, I, I was drawn to this particular season of my life. I was in my, probably my early 20s, going into my mid-20s. And I was trying to figure out who I was in Jesus, what he had done for me. And I, I was just coming back around and... and uh, I did not have a freedom in my worship. I was very reserved and dignified and holding back. And I love Jesus, but I, I just I was just it's like I would walk into church and, and people would be doing crazy stuff and it's like the devil just got this rope and just bound me, you know? Just tied me up and I stood there like this, you know. And and I would I got used to everybody else doing what they did, but I was like this, you know. And then if it got too close to me or I felt like they were pushing me to do the same thing, I tensed up. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. It was awkward, you know. Y'all go ahead and go crazy, but, you know, not me. And I was used to it. So I'd bring people to church because I was very evangelistic. I told you about my church. Like, we were hardcore evangelistic. You know, like, you weren't evangelistic, you're going to hell. So I'd invite people to church. And I'd be like, that's kind of wild, you know. And I'm like, see? You know that wild, and inevitably, when I would invite somebody to church, it would be like unusually wild, to my chagrin. You know, I'd be like, I hope everybody behaves, but sure as I bring somebody, they would misbehave, they go crazy, and I was like real awkward, and and sometimes I would make my guests awkward because I was so awkward, and then sometimes my guests were like, this is awesome, you know, I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, well, I've seen it a lot. You know, the question was, why, why was I so awkward? Because I hadn't discovered the power of the shout. I, I was bound up even as a young Christian. And, and the Lord began to work with me and challenge me. And through watching people and mentoring of other people and getting in the Word and seeing there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself demonstratively before the Lord, I began to figure, I began to figure some things out about shouting. And I remember crossing the line in those early days where I, I would begin to bring some passion into my worship and praise, some enthusiasm into my worship and praise. Beethoven said this, to play a wrong note is insignificant, but to play without passion is inexcusable. Henry David Thoreau said, none are so old as those who have outlived enthusiasm. I was like a young person who was like old, sitting there, no enthusiasm. Wow, this is awkward. 
There was no passion in my praise and worship. I was very mechanical with it. But I started crossing some lines. And, and here's the deal. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't look pretty when I started crossing those lines. I, I, me and Lizzie, we think we're great dancers, but the truth is we really look like orangutans when we dance. And, and it doesn't matter if I'm dancing in, you know, the way I used to dance or if I'm dancing before the Lord. It, it's a little awkward, you know, like I look goofy. And, and, but here's the deal. It's not about me looking cute or pretty. It's about me putting some passion and enthusiasm and a shout in my praise and worship. And I'm telling you, it began to revolutionize my life. It freed me up. Then I started walking in, and I was free. And I was able to receive things I couldn't get any other way. Somebody needs to discover the power of the shout. Shouting out the old and shouting in the new. Come on, give the Lord some praise right now. Hallelujah. Stand with me right now. And don't worry if you get it all wrong. I've seen some funny stuff in my life. Uh, I, there's this one guy. There's this one guy that I, I knew all my life, still know him. I'll never forget, he crossed the line in his passion and his praise. And he started dancing, and he tripped, and he fell, and he hit the this doing remembrance of me desk in front of the pulpit. That's a communion table. Catholics call it the altar. It was right here. And, and he tripped and fell and hit the corner of the table with his head and started bleeding like nobody's business. He was humiliated, embarrassed. People picked him up, took him out. He turned red. Uh, he, he was, you know, and, and people were still reminding him of that to this day, torture him. They're like, hey, remember when you, you know. <laughs> but you know what? He, he tripped. Who cares? You know what that guy does today? He worships. He free, he's free up. He worships the Lord to this day. He's my age. He worships and praises God and, and runs around and jumps up and down like a maniac. I don't think he's tripped since. But he didn't let the awkwardness of that fail stop him from giving Jesus the praise and the shout that he deserved. I remember another guy when I was a kid, he, he got so excited that he just took off running. L literally, maybe you didn't grow up in a church like this, and but I'm telling you, like, People are singing, the presence of God's moving, and this guy just got like he took all he could take. Woo! And then he just bolted and he just took off running. And he got to this wall and he's trying to make the corner and he didn't make it. And he went right into the wall and punched a hole in the wall. Literally. And and I don't know if the church didn't have money or what, but it stayed there for a long time, like a testimony to his worship fail. It's a hole in the wall. I'm like, that's Gary's. Hole in the wall right there. He made that happen. But you know what? He just kept on worshiping, continued to worship in spite of the fact that he made a mistake in his early days of figuring out the shout. Because I'm telling you, if you'll ever get a hold of what I'm trying to tell you, there is a power in the shout. There is a victory. You don't get any other way except in a shout before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember those wild boys in the early days over at River Community. This is a Presbyterian church, right? The Frozen Chosen. I mean, that's what they call themselves. It was hilarious. And here we are in a Presbyterian church, you know, and the wild boys. Jesus would do something in their life. Man, and, and they just, they live large in the world. They're going to live large for Jesus. They'd just go crazy worshiping. Just, it was not a problem. Just love that passion. Did they make mistakes? Are you kidding me? 
Back in those early days, good gravy. Lord have mercy. They tried, oh, I don't even want to tell you. Terrible things, but they were passionate in their praise and worship. Did they let their mistakes stop them? No. And a good many of them, the Lord did amazing things, and they've never been the same since. And they still have a praise and a worship. And when it's time to lift up the name of Jesus, you better know they're passionate. Jesus said, those who have been forgiven much love much. There's something about what God prepares for those who love him. And it's released so often in a shout. In a shout. I feel some of you like this. Woo. But I'm telling you, if you forget about your spouse, if you forget about your kids, forget about your reputation, what others think about you, and you'd loosen up, you just start saying, Jesus, woo, I want to praise you today. There's a new me coming on the scene. Devil, watch out. I'm leaving that bondage behind. And I'm stepping into a new season. This is a new decade. I'm in my 50s, y'all. In 10 years, I'll be in my 60s. I want to have the same enthusiasm in my 60s that I had in my 50s and my 40s. The same passion in my 60s that I had in my 50s and my 40s and my 30s. A passion for God. I'm not, I don't want to go out on the bottom, you know, like I lost it. I'm, I'm that old guy that has no passion and zeal. I want to go out with the same passion. I saw my bishop, Brother Tenney, go out, and the last words out of his mouth on his deathbed were, the presence of the Lord, and he died and breathed his last. A passion. Oh, I love you, Lord. A shout going out on top. It's a passion. My family going to see me different in church, man of God. My family's going to see me different in church, woman of God. Come on, close your eyes with me right now. Father, have your way in this house today. Please take us beyond religion and all the cold-heartedness of religion and just going through motions and Checking off things on boxes, Lord, when you're calling out, crying out for fellowship, God, and worship and praise. And yes, obedience, and yes, at the right place at the right time, but God, a, a victory, a shout of victory. The promises you've given, they're mine. I'm taking this land. I'm taking what belongs to me in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.